We get to see Will Levis play football again on Thursday. Short week. We are going to preview right now the Titans at Steelers. This is the Music City Audible. Let's get to it. We the ones. We the ones they talking about. Broadway Sports Media. Justin and Justin Titans podcast show. Some of it was bad, but hopefully you'll you probably piece something together. Outstanding. There's an earthquake in the middle of the podcast. Unbelievable. We're begging for listeners. That's all we do. We all we got. Hey, Titans on three. One, two, three. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Music City Audible podcast presented by Broadway Sports Media in partnership with 440 Sports. I'm Justin Graver. With me, as always, Justin Mello. And Justin, that was sort of a joke off the top, but it's also not. The only thing I really care about for the rest of the season for the Titans is watching Will Levis play football. <laughs> well, I'm extremely excited to watch him play again uh, this Thursday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a primetime game. At Heinz Field, I mean that 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 there's a special feel to that, right? So very very excited and and, and mostly curious, I'll admit, to watch Will Levis and the Titans play on this short turnaround. Steelers four and three. They've won a bunch of games that they probably shouldn't have won. Games they were like outgained in yardage in, and games where they had like defensive touchdowns and sort of got I don't want to say lucky, but fluke ish plays. Can't let that happen if you're the Titans here. you got to protect the football against a, a good defense that is very opportunistic. But all in all, I think the Steelers team has outperformed their talent level so far, especially their offensive talent level. And now Kenny Pickett, we don't know for sure his status yet, recording this early in the week with a short week on Thursday. I would be shocked, shocked if Kenny Pickett comes back from his rib injury in time to play. So that means the Titans will face Mitch Trubisky, most likely, at quarterback for the Steelers this week. When you look at the Steelers team, there's two things that jump out to me. The defensive line is ferocious. Then you got TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, and a bunch of other guys that are all good in the middle of that line. If you're a big if you're a follower of the YouTube channel and you watched my top five defensive lines video heading into this season earlier in the in the, you know, I think in late August, early September, whenever that was, I had the Steelers in that top five mix because they are and they're living up to it. They are a great defensive line. Um, and then it's the receivers, you know, George Pickens. Didn't have a great game on Sunday against Jacksonville, but was coming off into that game, was coming off two straight 100-yard games. Did have a 22-yard touchdown catch in that game that was pretty nice. Um, and Deontay Johnson, who missed a bunch of games with injury, has come back and put up you know a lot of yards in the last two games that he's played. These are guys that are going to give a Titan, an average to below average Titans secondary some fits, especially if Roger McCreary is not able to get back out there. It's a short week, remember, so all injuries are magnified. That includes Chris Hubbard dealing with a concussion. Doubt we see him clear the protocol by Thursday. What are you looking at in this game, Justin? Uh, to comment on that quickly, there's no way in hell Chris Hubbard's going to clear the protocol in time for Thursday. So most likely it will be Petit Friere at right tackle and Andre Dillard at left tackle. Um, I've got a lot of thoughts about this game. The first thing I want to say, and, and you kind of touched on it already, is that um, you know who they remind me of? They remind me of the Tennessee Titans and the Atlanta Falcons. They're a team that yeah. wins ugly. Right, I remember I, I yeah. on the preview episode with the Falcons. I said the Falcons are the NFC version of the Tennessee Titans. Right, like they, they want to run the ball, they want to play in close games and pull it out at the end. Look, ton of credit to Mike Tomlin. I have no idea how he keeps going 500 or better with this team every year. I don't know how the hell they did it last year. I thought that record of his was in jeopardy. Right, 15 straight years uh, above or at 500, I believe it is. Uh, and here they are uh, doing it again right now at four and three. I don't think they're a very good football team. 
Um, but again, hats off to him. They, they find ways to win, sort of like the Titans have throughout the years. Um, I do expect it's going to be Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. There's another injury you didn't mention there. Minka Fitzpatrick left that game Sunday against Jacksonville as yeah. well. And I'd be shocked. I think it was a hamstring designation he had. So I'd be stunned, right? Hamstrings don't heal in three days after you heard it on Sunday. So um, <laughs> if it is Mitch Trubisky, you'd like to see the defense be a bit more opportunistic than they have this year. They, you know, as as you know, good as they've been at times, not forcing enough turnovers. They, they had a big one against the Falcons on that Jeffrey Simmons strip sack. That was great to see. Well, I'd like to see them get one through the air, right? Trubisky came into that game through two interceptions against Jacksonville. He's a guy that will put the football in harm's way, right? So I, I think you'd like to see them be op- opportunistic and come away with a takeaway. Uh, you brought up the D-line. That is something I wanted to touch on. You know, uh, as great as Will Levis was in that game on Sunday, and he was outstanding, you know, he, he was also fortunate to have some pretty good pass protection. I, I thought there was, in fact, I thought the Titans were really good uh, from a pass pro standpoint in that game. They were able to allow some of those plays to develop down the field. And keep in mind, at least two of them, I, I want to say, weren't even his first read. Right, there was one where I think DeAndre Hopkins fell down on his route. I think that was the incomplete deep ball to Traylon Burks. Where he gets to Burks like... That can't happen if the pass pro is not holding up, right? So some of that stuff, it could have been ugly if the pass pro didn't hold up, right? So now, well, it's got to hold up against TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. And, you know, the Titans are fortunate uh, Cam Hayward is still out, right? Because that's another monster in the middle that they have or typically have available. But um, I want to see the Titans do it again. It's sort of, it's, it's the theme that we've talked about in the past. Right, where they follow up a good performance with another good performance. But for me now, there's a totally yeah. different spin to it. It's not the same because it's about seeing this rookie quarterback keep that momentum going. And, and certainly he's going to need uh, you know, pretty good offensive line play uh, if he hopes to do that. So there, there are a lot of things I'm, I'm curious about this game. And I'm, I'm, I'm giving away all my points early in this episode. But you, you, sort you of- talked about the emotional high right, with the throwbacks and playing at home and, and all, you know, coming off all that. Well, that was in the back of my mind too, right? I want to see another good performance when they're in the plain old regular Tennessee Titan jersey, right? I want to see, they're, they're all riding a high right now. Certainly Will Levis is riding a high. What do I always say? Life comes at you fast in the NFL. Don't ride that high too long because you're playing on Thursday, right? Like you got, what a, talk about a quick turnaround. Like you got to, you essentially, yeah. you can't even enjoy this one for a day like, like you normally would. You got to flush it immediately and get ready for the Steelers on Thursday. Can they do that with a rookie quarterback? Can they do that um, riding the high that they are in those throwbacks, having a historic four-touchdown performance from your rookie quarterback? Forget it, because if, if you're not ready, you can end up looking real bad on Thursday. And, uh, it, you know, the, it, again, the story on Will Levis won't be written even if they look bad on Thursday, but you kind of want to keep this momentum going, and you don't want it to come crashing down. I actually think it's a good thing that they have to turn their attention so quickly yeah, to Pittsburgh. They can't dwell on their success here. It might be, I mean, it, it, who knows? But I think it'll end up benefiting them. I am curious, can they string these two, these good performances together? They haven't done it a lot in the Mike Vrabel era. And Will Levis, you know, we always kind of sit back and expect sort of naively that development will be like a linear line of growth upward. And it rarely, ev- if ever, is the case. Development is all about roller coasters, ups and downs. And as well as Will Levis played on Sunday, there were a few moments that he could learn something from. But the worse he plays, the more moments you have to learn from, right? Which, not necessarily saying I want him to play bad. And Malik Willis has played terribly, and he doesn't seem to learn. 
So I'm not necessarily saying that he has to play bad to learn, but his development is going to be, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, he threw four touchdown passes, he didn't throw interceptions, so next game is going to be the same thing. He's just going to be good. He's just going to go on an upward trajectory forever. The interceptions are going to be there, especially with his aggressive style of play. He likes to take shots downfield. We saw that a lot last week. Interceptions will be a part of that. He was lucky to avoid one late in the game uh, on Sunday last week when, you know, he tried to throw it to, like, he was under pressure, rolling out a little bit, threw it sort of at a receiver's feet, and the defender was the one who dove for the ball and barely missed it. That one was, you know, a potential interception. So the, the, the mistakes will be there. It's all about making the, like, can he make the right play at the right time and lead this team, you know, on a, on a clutch touchdown drive if the situation comes up. There was no real clutch time play in this game. They sort of relied on Derrick Henry to kill the clock. They had him drop back for one pass that he ate the sack on to avoid running the clock, or to avoid stopping the clock, which was a good play by him. But he wasn't behind in this game. He didn't have, you know, to go down, drive down the field, and score a touchdown at any point in this game. They did give him a chance at a two-minute drill before halftime. If Chickaconquo catches a pass, things are different. But he didn't catch that pass, and they punted on that chance for a, a score before halftime. So still a lot that we need to see from Will Levis here, and I'm excited to see him against a much tougher defense. Although the Falcons are a good defense, well, so it's not necessarily much tougher, but another tough defense. I'm going to surprise you, and I'm going to say some things here. Um, I don't think these numbers have been tracked from Sunday, which is, you know, it's fine. It make a small difference, but not a huge difference. Going into Sunday's game against Jacksonville, the Steelers were allowing the third most yards per game in the entire NFL. Third most. They are a bottom wow. five rushing defense before that game. And they are the eighth or ninth wow. worst pass defense in the NFL. So they're bad in all facets when it comes to the run and the pass, I should say. Interesting. And I'll tell you one thing, and I've watched quite a bit of Steelers football. Patrick Peterson, and who's the other starting? And I've watched with uh, Levi Wallace, I believe it is. Levi Wallace. Uh, have potentially been the worst starting cornerback tandem in football this season. I mean, they are just, it's a nosebleed. Hmm. They are just giving up completion after completion, big gain after big gain. And I'll tell you, and I, again, I, I haven't looked at the snap count from the Pittsburgh, uh, from the Jacksonville game, I should say, but I've seen this on Twitter a lot. And I, I've, uh, from my assessment, I would agree. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., the rookie, has been their best corner. But I don't know if he's getting the rookie treatment yeah. or what, because they're still throwing out Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace out there in two corner sets. And it's not working for them. It's not working at all. So hmm. if you're Will Levis coming into this game, you want to keep that momentum going. On paper, there will be opportunities for him, or there should be opportunities, I should say, to expose this pass defense. And he should stay aggressive. If the O-line can hold up, that's the big caveat here. And it might not. It might not. There's going to be some shuffling going around without Chris Hubbard, two of the best pass rushers in all of football, and TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. And it'd be a shame if they were to wreck this game plan for the Titans, and they very well might. But if they can hold up and give Will Levis some time, there should be opportunities for him to stay aggressive, for him to keep that same mentality that he had against the Atlanta Falcons, because this is not a good pass team. This is not a recognizable Pittsburgh defense right now. They are really struggling both on the ground and through the air. Um, I'm going to just live read some of the numbers, Jacksonville. And, and I might, I don't know. I mean, Jacksonville only put up 20 points in this in that game, so the numbers might not be great, but I do, I'm curious to know what they are. Uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, say, 24 of 32 for 292. 
you know, not bad. He had a touchdown and an interception. ETN only averaged 3.3 yards per carry, so it seems like they shut it down a bit. Hell, Evan Ingram had 10 catches in this game. Calvin Ridley, who hasn't been very good this year, had six catches for 83 receiving yards. So, like, they're, they're going to struggle with number one wideouts. So, again, a chance for Will Levis, a chance for DeAndre Hopkins to follow up that performance as well. So, very, very curious to see how this one goes. Everything I mentioned, the emotional uh, win, the turnaround, it's also important. Uh, I, I, what do I always say? My good pal Joe Marino, right? Humility is always one week away in the NFL. In this case, it could be three days away, right, if the Titans don't play their cards, right? So, But <laughs> I, 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 I might not sound like it, but I promise you, uh, I could not be more excited to watch Will Levis play football again on Thursday. Yeah, and I I appreciate you bringing all those stats to my attention because I was under the impression that Jacksonville had a, I mean that sorry that Pittsburgh had a better defense. They they are fifth in terms of forced turnovers in the NFL, which is probably why um, their defense has been able to like keep them in games despite giving up so many yards. Trevor Lawrence did throw an interception in this game. Um, so perhaps that's the thing. Like I said, they are opportunistic. I do think Will Levis should be aggressive and attack the, this week secondary, but also be aware that if you know there's a batted ball in there, if there's something over the middle into traffic that gets popped up, like this team will pick it off. This team will try to strip sack him as much as they can get their hands on him, and they are a ferocious pass rush. So I think that's going to be the key is protecting the football and then taking advantage of those explosive plays. I got nothing else, Justin. What do you got for this game? Uh, I, I do think have something. To, to I'm give just going to say it. I, I, okay. I cannot believe I'm here. Um, I'm rooting for a win, certainly. I don't care about losing. Um, and if the Titans win this game, if they can go make it, everything we talked about, string back-to-back performances consecutively, right? And they win this game and they go 4-4. Four and four, uh, Yeah, I think they can get into the playoffs. I do. I think this is a big one. If you look at the standings right now in the wild card, in my opinion, you are fighting for one wild card spot, okay? I'm going to be totally blunt. That's not good, right? Anytime there's one spot available, it's not good. Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the uh, the AFC West. Jacksonville is still winning the AFC South. Maybe crucify me for saying that as we're riding the Will Levis high. They're 6-2, and two, man. Like, that's a hell of a place to be. Baltimore Ravens are going to win the AFC North, in my opinion. I think they're the best football. They'll be 6 and, They're 6-2. and two. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, I think, are winning the AFC East. Whether they do or don't, Miami and Buffalo both make the playoffs, okay? There goes one playoff spot right there. I think Cincinnati's getting in no matter what, essentially, right? Like, since, whether they win the North and what they do or don't, I think they're getting in. Although I will say, it, it's nice you've got the tiebreaker over them, right? God, you know, it probably won't come to that, in my opinion. I think Cincinnati's going to turn on the Jets here down, this, down the stretch. But it's nice to have the tiebreaker, but... If my projections are correct, Cincinnati and, and whoever doesn't win the AFC East, they're both getting good. That leaves you with one wild card spot. Well, you know what? All of a sudden, when you give a playoff spot to the Bengals and you give a playoff spot to, the, say, the Bills, there's not a whole lot left in the AFC, right? Right now, you know who holds that spot going into Thursday, the final playoff spot? It's the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are 4-3, and three, and you play on Thursday, uh-huh. okay? Who else? I mean, the New York Jets might be in the race. I, I, you know, I, I don't trust they're going to win enough games with Zach Wilson. The Houston Texans, I think you got a good reminder on Sunday that they're still a rebuilding team. They lost to the Carolina Panthers, who were winless. It's not going to be the Las Vegas Raiders, right? Like, if the to me, that's going to come down that final playoff spot, and I, I, I might be getting ahead of myself. Will come down to three teams if I'm correct right now. It's Tennessee Titans, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it's the Los Angeles Chargers, who, by the way, you also already beat and have a tiebreaker over, and the Chargers are going to charge, right, as we, we like to joke around. So 
in fact, if the Titans win this game, so correct me if I'm wrong, if they win this game on Thursday, uh, I think they'll essentially be in that final wild card spot. I mean, they'll be 4-4, four and four, and they'll have the tiebreaker over the Steelers because they won that game. I guess it depends, you know, what the Jets do on Sunday and the, 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 the Colts. Don't forget about the Browns. I, I just, I, I mean, look, you're right. You lost to them, so that's not great. I just don't have a ton of faith in Deshaun Watson right now in that offense. So, but you're right. The, I mean, the Browns are, yeah. are in the Rams. Because they're... you lost to them, you have to acknowledge them, I think. And their defense is outstanding. As whatever you think about Watson, PJ Walker, whatever situation's going on with Watson's injury or whatever the heck that is, you have to acknowledge their defense is one of the best in the NFL. Despite getting lit up by the Colts and getting helped out by penalties to win that game, they have a great defense and they could be a contender for the last wild card spot yeah, as well. You're not wrong. I should I should have mentioned them for sure. So, but if you win this game on Thursday and Levis looks good again. Uh, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, we might be recapping a loss a couple days from now, but you know you feel good about the schedule. You know, some win- a lot of winnable games on tap. On, on tap, Tampa in Week 10. You got Carolina in Week 12. Indianapolis Week 13. You haven't played Houston yet. I know you lost to the Colts, but I, I think they're going to get their payback, is what I'll predict right now. Um, you, you, you feel pretty good about the schedule, and hey, you want to control your own fate. You haven't played Jacksonville yet, so you'll 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 be happy about that, right? And you'll be happy you've only played one division game so far. That's crazy. Uh, even at the conclusion of Week 10, you have only have played one division game. So the fate will be in their hands, but it's got to start Thursday. It has to start with a win over a Pittsburgh. I mean, look, if Mitch Trubisky back there, which we, we're pretty confident it's going to be, Mika Fitzpatrick is a big part of that defense. Or, you know, Probably their second or third best defender on that entire unit. You, you are on the road, and, you know, it's a historical location. Steelers traditionally good at home, especially in prime time. But uh, after the performance you're coming off, the performance they're coming off, the injury to their quarterback, the injury to one of their best defenders, uh, you've got to feel like you can win this game. I think we should get to our game predictions. And you guys out there watching on YouTube, us let up. us know your prediction in the comments below. Drop those comments below. What is your prediction for this game? I think the question is over under four touchdown passes for Will Levis. I'm just kidding. I think that Will Levis will uh, play well again. I don't know if he'll be as on fire as he was in this one. I think it's going to be hard. This was probably his best game of the season <laughs> on Sunday against the uh, against the Falcons. If he does that again, then he will truly be you know going to be on the cusp of being a special player already in this league. If he can have another four touchdown performance, I mean there haven't even been many four touchdown performances across the NFL this year. How, how many have there even been? Has Patrick Mahomes done that this year? Like, that, that hasn't happened very often. Um, Lamar Jackson, did he do that last week? Like, there haven't been a lot of four touchdown performances at all. So the fact that he already did that in his debut is pretty impressive. Um, I'm going to say something What's else. What's your prediction for final no, score for this game? No, not yet. I'm going to say something else before the final oh, sure. prediction quickly because we forgot about it. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. recording this a little early. Oh. We're recording this a little early. Tuesday's the trade deadline. Okay? We're going to miss it. If something big happens, we'll find time to get to it and talk about what the Titans did. We'll try to find some time. Graver's like, I'm not going to have time. We'll figure something out. We'll try to figure something out. If they trade Derrick Henry, If you're watching this on YouTube, you know... I'm sorry? Yeah, yeah. Or Tannehill, for that matter. But Or Tannehill, for that right. matter. If you're watching this on YouTube, you will see that I am not in my normal setup, that I'm holding a mic instead of using my pod mic. I'm still on the road. I'm in Phoenix now. We're covering the this. World Series, so... We are on to the World Series. The ALCS last week got the World Series this week. As long as playoff baseball is happening, 
I'm going to be on the road. It's going to make things a little bit more difficult because I got to be out covering baseball every day. Today, the day we're recording this is our travel day, so thank goodness we didn't have to do anything. But um, the, it's going to be tough, but we'll find the time. We will find the time if it's 7 a.m. my time, if it's if it's midnight after I'm done working baseball all day. Like We will find the time to react if something happens, but... I hope Ryan Tannehill gets traded. <laughs> Titans don't need him, and they need draft picks. I hope, so. I hope we have to find the time <laughs> to record something, right? Uh, yeah. No, what I'm going to say, first of all, uh, a slow clap for your dedication. I hope our listeners, our viewers appreciate. Uh, in all honesty, and look, you pro- you don't care about it, people listening, but like, uh, it hasn't been easy <laughs> for me and Raver to do this while he's been on the road. It's been very difficult to find gaps in his schedule. Luckily, it's not going to last much longer. We have mostly kept on a routine schedule, I would say, through this and it's been it's thanks to your dedication it's been incredible on your part the only difference we've had to make and i'm sure you guys have noticed but i I don't think you mind that much we haven't booked a guest from the other team uh to help preview the last two games because graver and i have been doing this on the run right like i i can't book someone when graver's like hey i've got 40 minute window can we get in this episode so that's been the only difference that's the only way we've been impacted and that's thanks to your dedication it's been incredible so thank you for doing that for this show um what I want to say about the trade deadline uh, ahead of it, even though by the time people listen to this, the deadline will be over. Um, but I think the Titans are not going to do anything, or I should say they're not going to do anything drastic. And I don't even consider Ryan Tanhill drastic at this point. This is crazy. But I don't because this is Will Levis' team moving forward, right? They had to find out you're certainly not making yep. a quarterback change now. No way in hell you're going back to Tannehill. What I mean by drastic is I don't think they're going to do anything that hurts their chances to win games down the stretch. And it goes back to what I've said from the human element perspective. Now, look, I'm split down the middle on this because you don't want to be too reactionary to one performance. And I get that, right? You still want some future draft capital. So if you get a great offer for a Dina Coatri or a Tier Tart, someone that you think might not be back next year, maybe you'd have to consider it. But the reason I'm going to predict that they won't do anything drastic that, that, that hurts their chances to win games. So again, trading Ryan Tannehill right now does not hurt their chances to win games, does not fall under that category. Right. The reason I don't think they'll do that is because I don't know how, again, the human being factor I've been talking about, I don't know how you could watch that performance on Sunday from your young quarterback, from the whole team, how fired up those guys were, how fired up all those players were, how fired up the city is, how fired up the fan base is, okay? I don't know how you could take all that into account and then look all those people in the face and say, we don't believe in you. We don't think you can win football games. We don't think you can get into the playoffs. That's why I'm predicting they're not trading Derrick Henry. That's why I'm predicting they're not trading DeAndre Hopkins. And ultimately, I, you know, I don't think they'd get a very good offer anyway for Dina Kowatri, to be honest, or Tier Tar. Like, Dina Kowatri's 33 on an expiring deal. They're getting a sixth-round pick, a seventh-round pick for Dina Kowatri if they trade Dina Kowatri. Okay, so I think right now, after that game on Sunday, and again, I would caution to not be too reactionary. I get it. But I think you have to consider the, the feel in that locker room right now, the feel for the players, the feel for the staff. I, I don't I don't know that it would be the right approach to say uh, to tell them flat out because that's what you'd be doing if you traded a big time player. Uh, I don't think it'd be right to look them in the face and say, "Yeah, you played good on Sunday, but I don't believe in you, so I'm not." Uh, so we're going to go ahead and trade you anyway. I totally agree with all of that. I'm glad you brought up the trade deadline and and talked about it because I totally would have forgotten here, as you mentioned, on the road, lots of stuff going on. And one more thing about being on the road that I think people of the YouTube variety may miss is the film breakdowns. Yes, I will 
do my damnedest to get a Will Levis film breakdown up as soon as I possibly can because not only do I feel like you all would love that and people would love it, but I would love to have the chance to sit down and do it. I, I was going to say, you ha- want to uh, do it. Very... You are not doing it at the detriment of your yeah. family, which is a famous quote once right. said, right? You want to do it. <laughs> I would have a very enjoyable time breaking down Will Levis' film for everybody. So hopefully I have a chance to get to that sooner than later. It may not be until after the Pittsburgh game because I'm definitely going to be on the road until Thursday. Wednesday is Game 5 of the World Series, and who knows, by the time you're listening to this, Game one, game 3 will have already happened. Um, hopefully it's only a five-game series, <laughs> but there's a chance it goes 6 or 7, obviously. And if that's the case, then I'm not back home till Sunday next week, which is just... Yeah, whatever. But um, the point is, I, I will get to that as soon as I can. So that will be coming as well. Justin, it's time. Yes. Game predictions. What do you got? Now it's time. Uh, I'm riding the high. I'm going to keep riding the high. Um, I, I've, I've been cautious throughout this entire episode, and I, I, I want to see it. But I'm going conti- to choose to continue riding the high. I'm not going to bet against Will Levis right now. I- I'll admit I feel so much better uh, that we're probably not seeing Kenny Pickett or uh, Mika Fitzpatrick in this game. I mean, not that I think Kenny Pickett's an incredible quarterback, but I think he's a lot better than Mitch Trubisky. Um, I feel really good about where this team is headed. feel great about Will Levis. I'm going with the Titans win. I am going to go 24-16 Titans. I'm on the train. Let's do it, Mayo boy. 24-16 Titans. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to go crazy with this one. The last time the Titans scored 30 Woo! points in a game, I was ni- I was nine years old. <laughs> That's how long it's been. since. It's- <laughs> I am predicting the Titans break through 31-17, win by two touchdowns, a boring Thursday night snooze fest. Steelers score a late touchdown to make it 17 that's what this game's going to be. Titans are going to run away with this one on national television. And everyone's going to be talking about Mayo Boy, about Billy Blue Jeans, about Will Levi's Levis after this game. Uh, that's my prediction. You guys, like I said, let us know your prediction in the comments below. We'll be back next week to recap this this uh, Steelers game. Hopefully we'll have a video in between then of Will Levis you know, against the Falcons film breakdown style. So I want to get to that. We'll see what happens. Follow Justin on Twitter at JustinM underscore NFL. You got anything else for us, Justin, before we sign off? No, I was going to say, and depending on your schedule, perhaps we'll bring on a guest to to cover the Bucs side. I got a lot of good friends in that market, so I have no doubt uh, if your schedule permits, we'll have a very, very person on this show. But we'll see if that works out or not. Uh, Either way, we'll be back to preview that one, as you said. Absolutely. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Justin, again, at JustinM underscore NFL. I am at Titans Film Room. We'll be back soon, sometime. TBD. You don't know yet, but we will be back. Until then, y'all stay safe out there and tighten up. A Broadway Sports Media Production.